0: I'm joined now by RNZ business editor Giles Beckford. Kia ora, Giles. New Zealanders can expect full phone coverage even in the wop wops.
1: Uh, to Lava, Charlotte. Yes, uh, Two Degrees has given a bit more detail about its plans to offer 100% mobile service coverage to remote locations and plans to do it in the next two to three years. The country's third largest telecommunications company signed a supply deal with the U.S. satellite company, Link, which will provide two degrees with mobile phone connectivity using a network of low-orbit satellites. And two Degrees' chief executive, Mark Callender, says they'll scale up coverage over the next five to six months and with a commercial rollout expected towards the end of the year.
0: So it's going to be intermittent for some time, and we're going to be incredibly clear with our customers around what the service is and what it isn't. Uh, and obviously, as we get more and more satellites in the sky, the service will become more contiguous. But we expect to have a, a significant service up and running uh, towards the end of next year across, you know,
1: uh, messaging and voice. Uh, calendar, Mr. Calendar says customers will be able to access the additional coverage with a range of packages, including pay-as-you-go and other roaming packages. Of course, this has been prompted very much by the uh, storms and the disruption to services uh, during Cyclone Gabrielle. Vodafone and Spark are also doing similar sorts of things. Credit reporting firm Centrix expects a growing number of businesses to be liquidated as debt levels rise and the economy slows. Its April monthly report shows a 13% rise in business credit defaults on a year ago and a 31% increase in company liquidations, notably in the construction and property sectors. Centrix Managing Director Keith McLaughlin says businesses that have been hanging on over the past couple of years are now being found out.
0: I think it's a consequence that to some extent of uh, a more uh, aggressive approach being taken to liquidations. I think during the last two to three years, uh, companies weren't wound up at the same rate as they had been in the past because there was more leniency being given. I think that period is coming in now and there's a bit of tying up of non-performing companies
1: Keith McLaughlin says companies need to be rigorous in checking potential customers and suppliers before they extend credit. Just into our files, uh, TY Point Aluminium Smelter seen a drop in its underlying profit as aluminium prices cooled. Pacific Aluminium, which uh, is the holding company for Rio Tinto's 79% stake, says underlying profit for the year end of December was $122 million. That compares with 140 million the year before when aluminium prices skyrocketed after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. However, still well up on the 100 million underlying loss that the company reported in 2020. Now, the state disaster insurer, Toka Tu Ake EQC, says it's got a strong response from international investors to provide financial cover for future claims. It's topped up its reinsurance to a record $8.2 billion, that's $800 million more than last year. And reinsurance is the insurance policy taken out by insurance companies to cover their backs if there's a major disaster that overwhelms them. Normally it's done through a handful of global specialists, but this year EQC did a first – it issued $225 million of catastrophe bonds through a Singapore-based subsidiary Now that was seen as a way of diversifying its funding and getting more flexibility. Chief Executive Tina Mitchell says the hedge funds and pension schemes that invested liked what they saw.
0: They really liked the fact that it had the Crown backing and so therefore was um, conservative and sustainable but also... It's, it's a diversifying peril for investors. So people, the, the organisations like big hedge funds and pension schemes, when they're looking to invest in natural uh, catastrophes, they might have a little bit of wind from America, they might have a bit of quake from Japan, and then they might come, our offering was adding to that diversity of their investment portfolio.
1: That's Jenna Mitchell from Toka Tuake to EQC. Well as we go to air right now US lawmakers are set for a make or break vote to lift the country's debt ceiling and avoid potentially catastrophic default. The Republican controlled House of Representatives will vote shortly and if the bill passes that lower house it will then go to the Democrat controlled Senate for approval. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen's warned that if the bill isn't passed by June the 5th which is Tuesday, June the 6th, our time. The U.S. won't have enough funds to pay all its obligations in full and on time. Well, an economics professor at Columbia University, Glenn Hubbard, believes the bill will pass, but says the U.S. is on an unsustainable fiscal path And changes need to happen.
0: We have the debt ceiling in the law, but what we could do is say, let's agree on a budget path. And that's a political choice as to how it's done. And as long as we stay on that budget path, we agree to clean debt ceiling increases. You ask yourself, well, why would politicians do that? Well, I think they get out of this drama as well. The question is, will the two sides admit the scope of the problem? Everybody says, I don't want to raise taxes. I don't want to change Social Security. I don't want to change Medicare. But something
1: has to get. That's Glenn Hubbard, an economics professor at Columbia University. Well, let's uh, see what's happening. Joined again by Mark Fowler from Hobson Wealth uh, for the latest on financial markets. Uh, Kira, to you, Mark, how's it looking locally?
0: Yeah, good afternoon, Giles. You know, the market's opened up in positive territory this morning, so not not so concerned around the debt ceiling negotiations globally. Uh, So the NZX 50 gross index is at 11,880 points. A couple of the notable movers has been Fisher & Paykel Healthcare, that's up over 4.5%, very strong trading this morning at $24.29. Also got Goodman Property Trust, uh, they're up close to 2%, trading at $2.18. Meridian Energy also had a strong open this morning, it's up over 2%, trading at $5.43. And on the other side of the ledger, the uh, retirement village sector has been under a bit of pressure after a very strong run in the last couple of days. Oceania is down about 3.5%, giving up to the half of yesterday's gains and trading at $0.81. And Ryman, uh, that's down about 3% this morning also at $6.16. But otherwise, a good start to the morning for the uh, New Zealand equity market.
1: And how's it looking in Australia?
0: Australia, uh, it's not quite as sort of strong as our opening. Uh, It's it's close to flat with the S&P ASX 200 trading at 7,096 points.
1: Which takes us to the currency, please.
0: Our currency, our currency sort of remains under pressure. So, against the US dollars, we are at 6020. Uh, against the Aussie dollar, we're trading at 9260. Against the Japanese yen, 8380. Uh, against the sterling, again, we're, we've sort of gone lower there. Again, we're at 4840 uh, and the euro 5630. With the New Zealand trade weighted index now back below 70 at 6990.
1: Uh, that takes us to interest rates, oil, and gold.
0: Yes. So interest rates, uh, three-month bank bills remain elevated. They're trading at five point seven one percent. Ten-year government bonds, they are yielding at four point three percent. In terms of oil, uh, oil sort of halved from its uh, from its peaks last year. That's trading at US dollars sixty-seven seventy-five. And finally, gold that is trading at spot gold uh, US dollars one thousand nine hundred and sixty-six an ounce.
1: Thank you very much. That's Mark Fowler from Hobson Wealth. Time just to tell you, the Financial Markets Authorities uh, started high court proceedings against an insurer for alleged breaches of fair dealing laws between 2014 and 2022. It's uh, alleging the Medical Assurance Society failed to apply the correct inflation adjustments to policies, failed to apply discounts, uh, no claims bonuses and underpaid life and disability claims to eligible clients. It says uh, mainly due to errors and deficiencies in the systems and data entry errors by staff. It says the insurer reported itself, uh, and the firm is being uh, cooperative and reimbursing customers. Business for now updated for you at around half past five in Checkpoint. But uh, for now, back to you, Charlotte. Kira. Thanks, Giles.